0: It's Shake Them Ropes, Chris Novembrino, with power, with water, with internet. Jeff Hawkins didn't really have to worry about any of those things this week. Did You You didn't get hit with snow, did you? We got hit with wind.
1: And Chris, wind. let me remind you, with real power comes real responsibility.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's true. Uh, it, you know, it's a powerful thing. Wind is uh, one of the many powers that there are out here. But uh, we have power, again, here in Texas. It's been quite a week, though, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Once-in-a-lifetime storm hits Texas, and and everything goes to hell.
0: <laughs> so I have obviously been following the news coverage of this. It's a little bit different when you're living the news. Uh, but I've noticed some people talking about the storm in 2011. That was somewhat similar to this, but I, I will explain to people a little bit of the contrast in 2011 we had another deep freeze and it got really cold what ended up happening there was like an ice freeze so it froze over i-35 and it was an absolutely frozen highway it was it was a long time before they even got salt trucks on there I, i remember people were trying to drive on it and trying to drive 60 miles an hour on a highway that had a sheet of ice that was several inches thick and accidents, of course, ensued and everything. This is a little bit different. There was a lot of snow. Um, I have never to, you know, when people are saying a centuries old storm or whatever, since I've lived in Texas and I've lived here 15 years, uh, I've never seen this many inches of snow. You'll occasionally get a little dusting at some point in the winter. Like one day, you know, it's like quirky and it's there for a day and it's gone. Um, in this case, like it came down, they're really big snowflakes, man. Uh, and the big problem out here in Texas is that people don't really know as I sort of mentioned with the ice driving, people don't know how to drive in snow. People don't know how to prepare for snow. Um, that's, I think the part that really blindsided a lot of my friends and neighbors is they just, you know, don't have thermal underwear, for example, which is a thing that I own, uh, like you know they don't have an extra space heater they don't have blankets the uh, they don't have things stocked up in terms of like canned goods soups and that sort of things things that you can just eat without having to necessarily cook it um already prepared food that sort of thing and I, and I think that made uh made this particularly hard on people
1: yeah now that I can relate to because people in Los Angeles don't understand rain even though we get it once a year but like the cities are not built Like, the sewage system out here cannot handle even a moderate amount of rain. Everything floods out here. But, yeah, snow's a dangerous thing. And it's, you tell the people who want to live in the cold that there's dangers to snow and ice, but they love the white and it's so pretty and all these other things. And you go, no, it's it's fun to visit, but you don't want to live there.
0: Well, I like Trisha. So I'm not going to be a <laughs> oh, co-signatory
1: on
0: that. No, I think Trisha is wonderful. Uh, I think it's great that she listens to the show regularly. and uh, as Not for her- long. <laughs> no, well, you know, I'm her favorite host on Shake Them Ropes, especially I right now. I, I'm putting her over strong. No, so anyways, getting back to the snowstorm here. I, I had to go out. Well, I didn't have to, but after day one, I took a kind of quick stop. I was like, yeah, you know, a few more things. I don't know if they're... I hadn't lost power or water yet, but I had been reading reports, as everyone had, that power and water could go out. It's like, I'd feel a lot better if I went and grabbed some bottled water and just grabbed a few more goods here to make sure I I can absolutely 100% make it through. Um, So I went and did that. What I hadn't priced in, and I think has made the crisis out here a lot rougher for people, is that... The power going out at grocery stores means that they have to give up all of their frozen stock. So, like, when I went to my local grocery store here, all of the doors on all of the frozen, like, pastas and the frozen Chinese food and the pizza, all that stuff, it's all taped off and they don't want anyone buying it because it lost thaw. Um, you know, and it actually all went, you know, not up to room temperature. Well, I guess maybe up to room temperature, depending on how cold the room got. But anyways, point being, um, it it was no longer sellable food, which creates even more scarcity. And so people are trying to compensate for that. And like the grocery store is packed. Oh, by the way, it's not as though the pandemic has stopped either. So (laughs) really, really stressful time. Um, and then I, I haven't even told you about this. You do know jeff that i live at one of the great apartment complexes in texas but but arguably the planet and that we have a, a, a high quality maintenance team and high well the maintenance team those guys are nice but the uh the property management team just top-notch people top-notch people you, I you said know some
1: this. sarcasm
0: you all you you have heard about this off air for years now because uh, we're friends we talk off air sometimes Um, I let you text me multiple times a week. You have a limit that I have been increasing due to good behavior on a regular basis. And I applaud the good behavior. Um, This week, Jeff, guess how many messages I have gotten in terms of emails from this apartment complex.
1: Is it a high or a low number? It is a high number. I will go with 25.
0: You nailed it. It was what? 25. Like, I, it might be 26 or 20, actually, no, I'm sorry. It's like probably 28 or 29 after today. That's right. Kill my joy, Chris. But no, continue. No, no, no. But, but no. So I, a very solid guess. We were just getting an endless sea of them. Um, yesterday, I got one at 9 a.m. that said FEMA assistance. I don't need FEMA assistance. I don't want anyone to freak out and worry about me. Uh, but it says this. We received this text. siren emoji. Siren emoji. FEMA is finally here, Texas. If you're still without power and need a place to warm up, clean up, and sleep until things restore, FEMA is paying for hotels. And then there's a phone number. If you know of anyone who needs it, press 1 for Texas Disaster Relief and follow prompts. You will need and need to know the following. Pen, paper, date of disaster, social security number, address, income, and home and apartment info. The process should take about 20 to 30 minutes to complete. Now, Jeff, what do you think that sounds like? BS. Yeah, that sounds like a scam that my apartment (laughs) complex sent off to everyone. And they ended up sending an email about 30 minutes, I'm sorry, not 30 minutes, three hours later. So plenty of time for people to go. It says, dear residents, unfortunately, the information that was given to us to share with the residents regarding FEMA is a scam. Please do not call this number and provide them with any personal information. Uh to make matters worse, here today they actually sent off a- another email talking about loss and damages on property. Um, they've been kind of wishy-washy when it came to you know frozen pipes. Uh, you know, here's another thing I, I'm sure you're aware of: frozen pipes and how pipes can freeze when it gets cold. Um, a lot of people don't. Just talking about institutional knowledge, a lot of people don't know how to keep the doors open, how to keep pipes cool. A lot of these pipes are too old um and not built for this sort of temperature, regardless, even if you did all of that stuff because of how cold it got um and they sent off an email today saying that uh <laughs> that you're responsible for all of that, and that if your pipes burst that's that's on you uh call renter's insurance but you're you're ultimately liable for this um payway. To, to compare and contrast here, Jeff, uh Payway, the Chinese restaurant, uh, they sent off an apology letter saying that uh, they realized that when they sent off the buy one, get one, this week uh, in certain parts of the country that it was insensitive, so they're extending it into next week.
1: <laughs> oh, pipes are not your responsibility. <laughs> you can't go into the walls and control them. Yeah,
0: uh, uh, I, I mean, the audacity of talking about your responsibility after sending a FEMA scam to everyone the day prior.
1: <laughs> well, uh, OK, <laughs> I can't top that. So I'm just going to go into something else. But people say they like the
0: banter. Uh, no, know, I, uh, I, no,
1: I I know. I appreciate that you're OK and that your apartment management team is scum.
0: <laughs> oh, we did, we did. I forgot that I might've buried the lead here. I did lose water for like about a day and a half, um, okay. but I didn't, I, I didn't lose power. So I, you know, I'm looking at all this rolling blackout stuff at the end of the day here. And like, I obviously it happened. Um, I know that. I think it was twisted to me is how like I didn't experience any of that. And there are some people who are out of power for days. And like, I know that like some of the rich neighborhoods here in Dallas never experienced any blackout. I kind of, I figured in my case, it's because we got hit with that tornado about eight months ago. So they just changed the transformer on my block. Cause we had a big power outage when that happened. Um, but you know, it's, it's messed up, man. Uh, it, it's just, uh, it's tough. It's tough.
1: Well, glad you have all your, uh, utilities back that my my friend in austin just got his power back today after five days out i believe so
0: <laughs> yeah they got they had it really bad in austin um the i there's uh, several power management companies in the state here and some have performed i don't know how i can say better or worse because I, I don't actually really have a good qualitative analysis of this but certainly differently
1: Got an update on Peacock job. Uh, wh- what are we going to call this? We're going to label this. Jeff tries to, to, tr- tries to run the WWE network. There a, there, there's breaking news that broke tonight. Uh, I have two interesting avenues that have happened. One of which, a contact at NBC Peacock has agreed to at least put my resume and cover letter if I send my candidate number from the database, which was my fear, as you recall, I will get it in front of the right person. So I'm at least going to be heard. I don't know if that means they're going to like my resume and cover letter. They may just be looking for somebody from like the MLB network to run this thing. But I'm at least going to be heard on it. And then, and then, the more interesting thing, a known... Name in WWE uh is looking to see if they have any sway in the decision making. And might might give me a might give me a little bit of a boost if uh if it comes to that. And that uh that was nice because I don't think this person knows me from Adam, but on a on a recommendation, uh they said, Hey, I'll look into what poll WWE has with this peacock decision and let you know. So, hey. You know, it never hurts to ask. And all I did was ask and uh, I received someone. Now, that doesn't mean I'm going to get the job. Doesn't mean doesn't even mean they're going to interview me for the job. But progress has been made, Chris, and I will take that as a small little victory in the palm of my hand.
0: That's a wonderful thing. I think that's great. Uh do you, would, would it help if I Wrote a song that petitioned <laughs> Peacock to hire you?
1: No, no. In fact, it would do the opposite because you killed the XFL already with your songs.
0: I that, that no <laughs> one thinks that. Absolutely, no one thinks that. People think that the XFL would probably still be around if the teams had adopted my theme songs. <laughs> you know that. I know that. I don't. You shouldn't say things like that. It, it betrays the audience. <laughs> we have a trust rapport that we've do built we? with them. Yeah, we do.
1: Uh, this whole show's been a lie for six years, Chris. What are you talking about?
0: Maybe for you, but for me, it's been the most true thing I've ever done. Uh, we
1: had Rob McCarron here saying he was going to eat a hat. So, so Okay, they, they, well, they, they Rob, uh, the see, here's
0: the thing. I like to think of what I did is redeem the show's trust fall that occurred when McCarran refused to eat the hat. Okay. Uh, yeah, because, like, I mean, he said it. He said it very clearly, and then he weaseled, and he didn't even weasel in in a really kind of satisfying sort of way. Because, you know, he could have heel weaseled. He didn't even really do that. It took me coming in to cleanse the palate, cleanse the room, bring the mojo back. Peacock, you need to hire Jeff. I'm just going to say it. So you can do the
1: theme song for WWE Network?
0: in Texas, it is freezing cold, oh my God, you have and a I'm a broken man, and you can make me whole by high range, Jeff Hawkins. You I wrote that for
1: guita- you. You had a guitar at the ready.
0: I, I tape literally with six guitars behind me at all times.
1: <laughs> well, let's be slightly critical of the company then. Uh, <laughs> uh, interesting thing uh, on our rundown sheet. Not a lot of news this week. We're going to have ice-cold NXT takes uh, from TakeOver and an Elimination Chamber preview to end the show, and then just random thoughts about this ridiculous SmackDown and other things in between. But an interesting piece of PR, I would say, cleanup this week, Chris. Earlier in the week, a, a tweet from the company WWE offers our employees a special promotion at http://www.e-shop.com, including a 50% discount on merchandise and a 30% discount on championship title belts. Also, Tap Out Performance Apparel is available at a 40% discount for employees. They even receive free shipping. Now, this off the heels of the news that nobody was getting a bonus.
0: (laughs) Can we do it? Wait, they're not getting it at cost. It's not even getting them old clearance material, stuff that they're trying to clear out, old supplies from old gimmicks and that sort of thing. It's We're still trying to get a buck off of you.
1: Yes, yes. that And that was brought the negativity on Twitter. And so it was sort of leaked, I think, personally. Uh, our friend Brandon Thurston, who does WrestleNomics, reporting that uh, employees... Many, many of which were not receiving bonuses did receive $3,000 in WWE stock. Now, you have more thoughts on WWE stock than I do. I, <laughs> it, it, look, uh, the voting, sh- to understand WWE, this stock is not very volatile, so it's not easy to trade. It doesn't have a lot of voting power because Vince McMahon's class of stock has like a 10 to 1 advantage over any outstanding shares out there it's it's a
0: nice gesture but <laughs> it's a nice gesture but this stock has peaked yes and it peaked hard a couple of years ago uh and by a couple of years ago i mean april 20th uh 420 2019 <laughs> Well i was doing something else WWE stock was at $96 and 71 cents. This was almost a $100 stock at one point. It was a very hot stock. Even in 2018, it got up to 96. It went down um, in middle of 2018 to 65. It went back up to 96. It's not going there again. The market has now taking a look at this, all of the hedge funds that would ideally, if you were going to own this stock and think you were going to get another rally would show up and invest in WWE. They've done that, been there, done that, got the t-shirt. They might've gotten it at an even better deal than you did. And uh, in, in this case, you know, if I got this stock, I'd be looking to sell as quickly as possible. I, I don't, when I said to you, I said, "Oh, it might go down more." I don't know if it's going to go down more, but I, there are way better things that you could do than get the old. cash
1: now because you don't yeah. know what it's going to be like later. I'm I'm good you know, with
0: that. I, yeah, I I mean the dividend is one, um, so that's like nothing. Uh, it's an unimpressive dividend. Uh, it's not nothing, but it's an unimpressive dividend that you can get anywhere else. Um, I don't see it appreciating tremendously. We talk about the ratings. All the time, the ratings for wrestling are still really low. I know they do well in the demo, um, but the overall trend line of wrestling viewership is going the wrong direction, and in particular, uh, going back to the actual ratings talk, in particular, it's going the wrong direction for WWE, if you want to talk about the demo. Um, I just I don't see this stock going back up to 96 again unless... The market essentially does like a a mega GameStop with WWE. WWE was like the GameStop of the big legit hedge funds. Um, they they pumped it for longer, but it was never a hundred dollar stock. And I don't I don't see a reason why I'll get there again.
1: In talent news, as seen on this past Monday's Monday Night Raw, it is indeed legitimate. Lacey Evans' husband put another one past the goalie, and she is indeed pregnant. Thus, pulling her out of this Sunday's elimination chamber and uh, other angles for the immediate future. Uh, does Asuka get another opponent on Sunday? And who is
0: it? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think it's uh, Reginald, who is showing a <laughs> lot of prowess at wrestling women.
1: <laughs> Intergender champion Reginald, yes. The Somali. Uh, he, he went over strong on Nia Jax, did he not? <laughs> did not hit a single move, but got drop kicked and got the victory. That uh that was something. Um yeah, I, I to me there's two choices. You can either put Charlotte back in there, which is a safe choice, I would guess. This would be the time for me to bring out Rhea Ripley and make her part of the Raw roster. Cause I think she's gonna be fighting for this title either way. It's either going to be at WrestleMania against Charlotte or she's going to be defending it against Charlotte, but I think Rhea Ripley and Charlotte is the call for Mania.
0: Yeah, I like that Rhea Ripley and Charlotte at Mania. I you know that that's certainly it, it'll be a, a strong, well worked match. Um, I'm fine with that. Hey, look, I, I, the one good thing about the Lacey Evans angle is, I think it effectively writes off Flair.
1: No. <laughs> I don't know about that. That's the weird thing is, is uh, you know, it, it may give Slapjack something to do because he's the father, right?
0: He is the father. Okay. I think the the obvious reveal here eventually is that Slapjack has uh, been, uh, what did you say? Put him past the goalpost? Yeah. Uh, the one past the goal, yes. T- hockey mask, uh, sport reference, <laughs> touchdown. <laughs> he did it.
1: Chris does not know hockey lingo. No, it's Got okay. it. He, he hit
0: the penalty <laughs> shot. Got okay. it. Nailed it.
1: Speaking of the demo, uh, numbers were lower on Wednesday. 747,000 for AEW. 713- no, it's getting
0: more selective. It's not lower. Wrestling's getting more exclusive and selective. This is part of the quandary of getting eyes on the product. Sometimes you want to hide the product. The... Demo
1: was doubled up though for AEW four hundred thousand in eighteen to forty nine two hundred two thousand for eighteen
0: to forty nine for NXT. So NXT is not cool. Uh, I mean, I I think that I think is real at this point. We've seen a lot of evidence on this. I understand why eighteen to forty nine, probably even younger than that. Although eighteen is actually a really good age because imagine if you watch this in your teenage years and you grew up liking NXT and 13 14 year old you remembers things like Becky Lynch and Bailey and Sasha um, cool matches with Finn Balor Shinsuke Nakamura was once cool now you're 18 19 20 Getting ready to go to college, perhaps someday. Who knows? A pandemic will end eventually, maybe, they say. Um, you're getting ready to go to college, though. Shinsuke Nakamura hasn't had a good match, and uh, you don't remember how long at this point. You might have been a freshman in high school. Bailey and Sasha have gone on to do other things. Becky is gone now. Charlotte's Charlotte's been overpushed. Um, and NXT, when you go and try to tune on now, it's the main roster with yellow ropes makes sense that these once NXT fans would drift over and be looking for something else. Something that's a little bit, I and I don't necessarily think AEW hits it out of the park every single week, but something that's a little bit more um, reminiscent of the energy that NXT used to have as a show when it was a one hour show on the network.
1: There's something with some bite on AEW every week, at least so you can get yes. through the camp. You can get through the camp, and then you get to the serious angle. The problem with AED, or not AED, but NXT is you turn it on and you have Dexter Loomis kidnapping people. You have a 2,000-year-old dragon who, <laughs> is, who has taken over and is running Xia Lee's career. You have Beth Phoenix yelling random stuff at different times. Now, that being said, this NXT TakeOver Vengeance Day, upper tier for NXT TakeOvers in my book. A fantastic That's the crazy show.
0: thing about NXT, which is that, yes, the TakeOvers continue to be really consistently good. Uh, and as bad as NXT, the week-to-week presentation narrative work has been, Every time a TakeOver pops its head out of the water, they manage to cobble together the best stuff that's going on in the program and get those wrestlers to have the best matches they generally can. Um, And yeah, no, like this NXT TakeOver is a breeze to watch and was a good show from beginning to end.
1: To get into this, we can intersperse this week's NXT talk within this, I think. Okay. Uh, da- Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez winning the Women's Dusty Classic, defeating Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. A fantastic opener. I loved that they were using kind of the the WCW circa 1990 ramp for this. Yes. Dakota Kai is this generation of women's wrestlers, Mickey James. She is so good at making everybody else look so good and ragdolling herself all over the place, and she doesn't get the credit. And I'm happy that they won this one. Ember and Shotzi were really good, too. Like, Shotzi's a maniac in big match situations, diving all over the place. A little weird having Raquel Gonzalez be the fiery babyface,
0: sort of. It- and they're they're sort of teasing a bit of a turn for Dakota and Raquel.
1: Yeah, that's a little odd too because I thought I, I thought they should have been in that post in, in the NXT Wednesday promo. I think they should have been a little bit more sure of themselves, at least Dakota. Uh, Dakota kind of backed off a little bit from Shayna. I I liked I, I wanted turned on Tegan Knox Dakota Kai here, not not oh I remember that and I'm now getting PTSD because of it thing but uh this tag match over delivered hot opener uh and i think i think probably the right team won due to my logic from last week yes we're gonna get the raquel niajax stare down depending on what happens on elimination chamber because there is a women's tag match set for that but uh yeah this match over delivered i thought
0: yeah, no. I thought the match over delivered. I don't like the finish. Um, or no, I don't like who won. I I think that Shotzi Blackheart. I I'm not crazy about Shotzi. I I grant you that she is willing to take big risks. She's willing to do big spots. I do not think that she does a great job. Move to move. I agree. I think some moves look good. Some moves don't. And that, I think, would get very heavily exposed if she was being asked to carry 25, 30 minutes in a singles match um, at closing a show or near closing a show. Uh, And at the same time, I think that so much equity has been put into Shotzi Blackheart in building her up that they need to write around this flaw in her game. Uh, and they need to just go all the way with her. And she needed this win, in my opinion, more than Raquel did. I think Raquel and Dakota are were fine regardless. I think Raquel was made when she beat Rhea Ripley Um, to that point. I, that's kind of the whole reason she was like, I can hang with Nia Jax is because I beat Rhea Ripley. And, mm-hmm. and she's basically right. I I don't think beating Ember and Shotzi here is nearly as big an accomplishment as beating Rhea Ripley was a few weeks ago. So, I don't think they needed it. Um I Ember I, I think gets left kind of treading water. Shotzi's the big loser here, in my opinion, out of all out of this. And so I would have went the other way. Uh, but I thought the match was great.
1: Johnny Gargano beat Kushida for the to retain the North American Championship. Kushida's best outing in NXT by far since he's been on this WWE roster, in my opinion.
0: Oh yeah, he was inspired, wasn't he? That- he, he was going.
1: That said, the logic you can take issue with, because if you're going to eliminate all the outside interference that Johnny Gargano can use, and then still have him win against Kushida, that doesn't make a lot of sense. That oh. said, that said, Johnny Gargano, he's Johnny Takeover, whether he's a babyface or a heel. This match
0: was sublime. His I heel l- selling's really good, right? Yes. Like His his heel selling's really good because. It plays off of the way he sells as a babyface, and like takes a lot of those sort of moves, like the way he'll like kind of guard himself by using his legs. He was doing it in a way in this match where it was heelish, and it was it was really fun. My big problem, kind of building off of your point, was Kushida did so much work on that friggin' arm. That Johnny, who is a heel now, and as a heel, he's a coward, should have been tapping at some point. The The takeaway for me from this match is, wow, Kushida, the master of the arm breaker, is kind of not very good at breaking arms.
1: Mm. And
0: it's that's a, a problem. Point.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you, but... Uh... Th- this match, I- I'm gonna have to rewatch it again
0: because I, I Re- rewatch to- it with that lens because yeah. I- I- I'm with you, dude. The the Kushida has never been this good in NXT. I yeah. completely agree on that. I think Johnny again to agree with you more. Heel selling, awesome. Uh, he's he really has as good as he has been always as a babyface, and as you and I think he's a much more natural fit as a babyface. He is really transitioned great into this heel role and has found new nuances in his act in this heel role that's really interesting. It's just a heel should not be able to go up against a submission master and white knuckle their way through being in an arm breaker over and over and over and over again. If it's Rey Mysterio, that's fine. But Johnny is not being Rey Mysterio right now. He's being like... Well, they never really made Ray a heel. Or when they did, it was very brief um, and ill-advised. Uh, the b- point being, Johnny should have tapped, um, given how much time. After that, the The one that was the most egregious was the top rope one. Yes. Right? Like, yeah, yes. he goes off the top. At, and that was the umpteenth time he had been in the arm breaker. He should have tapped.
1: The follow-up was interesting Wednesday with the reuniting of Austin Theory <laughs> to the way. It was it was uh, it was ridiculous comedy, but uh, I'll allow it in this case.
0: I'll allow it, but uh, th- the way is n- has lost their way in terms. They, they don't yeah. well, they don't know what I'm saying. Like the writing on this doesn't seem to really know where the way stuff is going from week to week. Like, well, you know, what the abduction stuff was, Loomis. Why did Loomis let Austin Theory out?
1: Yeah, that's true. Pourquoi. <laughs> They must must have had the same security as Marco's stunt.
0: <laughs> no, he was he was watching AEW, and he's like, you know what? This is wrong. It's easy I should, to
1: leave, yes.
0: <laughs> uh, I, sh- I shouldn't be doing this. Dexter Lumis lets him out.
1: I believe that was the point where we got the greatest music video ever. Cameron Grimes, sung by, I believe, uh, Josiah Williams, or is it Josiah Williamson? I can't remember the last name offhand this gimmick has legs chris
0: it has i think it's really fun i it like he and i'm glad that he one it's funny that he like realized that he could make money off gamestop and he made the money two i think it's great that he realized that this to the moon thing is memeable and we are very much in a memetic culture moment right now and a gifable culture right now and grimes can take his gimmick and port it nicely into this wall street bets subculture and and take advantage of that and i think it to your point going back to the wrestling now getting out of the pop culture part of this i it adds more layers to him right he's he's a heel he's always been a showboat he thinks he's the greatest guy in the world now he's got a little bit of money but like You know, what's great is he can be like he made himself $100,000, which, you know, I think for a lot of us, $100,000 would be rad, don't get me wrong, Uh, but $100,000 also can disappear much faster than people realize, Um, as many people who get kind of small, smaller lump, large lump sums of money like that realize oftentimes. Bird cats. Um, oh, yeah, no, yeah. Yuffie and one of the longest running angles here at the November Cat House is Yuffie and Hazy. Hazy, my 14-year-old, oldest cat, Yuffie, my little runt of a cat named kitten Yuffie, about a year old, but she will never, she will never drop this heat with Hazy that she started on day one. And Hayes kind of agitates it, so we live. We get by.
1: Yeah, there's only two ways for it to end. Either he spends all his money on dumb stuff and continues making it, or he, or he loses his money on the stocks. And yeah, so this thing's going to be great. We're going to get a return of Kiss My Grits from Seventy. I think you should hire a
0: bodyguard. I think you should hire Almost. I, oh, like, like, <laughs> I, I think it'd be, frankly, it's been okay with AJ. I think the Cameron Grimes and Almost thing would be way better.
1: MSK, Nash Carter, and Wesley defeated the Grizzled Young Veterans, James Drake and Zach Gibson, to win the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Finals on the men's side. Interesting point I did not know. The Grizzled Young Veterans were originally penciled in to win last year's Dusty Cup. but the, Wow. Uh, but the Pete Dunn, Matt Riddle, uh, what it, the bros... Broserweights. Broserweights caught fire, so they went with the hot hand. This was a moves match, but it was a love letter to tag team wrestling. I loved this might be my match of the year already, and it's going to be hard to top it. They did a James Drake doing the doomsday device to the outside was insane. They did the bad company slingshot into a thrust kick. MSK did, and I marked hard for that. Because I love that move when Diamond and Tanaka did it. It's one of my favorite tag team moves ever. Uh, Wesley doing the dive to the outside was insane. Uh, This thing was all over the place, and I loved every moment of it. A great, great tag team match. It's hard for me to say anything other than this was great.
0: Oh, yeah, this is great. This is another one, though. I felt like the wrong team won. I I just... MSK is a great team um, and I think they will be I I actually I'll, I'll t- walk the back. They are a very good team on the way to being great. I don't think they are great yet and I think that that journey up to great is one of the most compelling part in of any wrestler's career. So rushing it, I you don't want to make it drag out for too long. But rushing it, I also think, can often be at a disservice. And in this case, I don't think the personality is there for Nash, Carter, and Wesley yet. And Grizzly Young veterans have the personality. Um, And I think, well, I think at some point this year they will be tag champions. But I I also think that they're due for an era where we really get here in the U.S. on the NXT U.S. show... Really get the grizzled young veterans that we were getting over on NXT UK.
1: Agreed. I, I the personality for me for MSK is a hindrance right now because they're just telling bad. They're
0: jokes. almost. They're almost grading. Like yes. I, I, I thought for a brief spurt of the promo this week that they were almost heelish. They weren't. Yeah, and I realized they weren't fairly quickly. But, yeah, I, you know, I, I mean, e- even the thing with uh, eating popcorn with Beth Phoenix. They have, like, uncool Ugh. baby face syndrome.
1: <laughs> oh, that wasn't... uh was not fun. Did not enjoy that. I mean, uh, it wasn't
0: best idea either, to be clear. It's just, like, a stupid... They make the their baby faces uncool.
1: Yeah, I I... I don't disagree. That's that's the sad thing. Um, <laughs> but uh, but you know I don't think the grizzled young veterans were were hurt by this in in any way either. I mean they just they were so great in this thing. They're gonna uh, be me...
0: champions regardless. I mean yeah. my, both I think both these teams will be champion teams regardless. You know so.
1: Let me let me uh, circle back uh, to Kushida because we're not we're kind of talking NXT at the same time here. Uh, the the point of Malcolm Bivens being around there is he's gonna try and sell out Tyler Rust to get Kushida and end up with nothing, right? Is that what we're going for here?
0: Ooh, I don't I don't know. Um I don't really know where the Rust angle is going right now. I, I think maybe Bivens is gonna ultimately get Rust a tag team partner and move Rust into the tag division.
1: Okay. Uh I'll go through a couple other things from NXT TV before I go back to the vengeance review. Uh Leon Ruff sneaking one past Isaiah Swerve Scott. Interesting choice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was look, Ruff needs something to be a legitimate character, and and he is a champion, and you can't just have. The way they have presented the North American championship, you can't just have even Leon Ruff just be a pushover of a character. He's got to be presented with some degree of heft.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> this Casey Catanzaro, Caden Carter versus Aliyah and Jesse Kamea match. Can Xia just put all of them out eventually,
0: <laughs> please? Uh, uh, they need to stop letting Casey do the promo, she, that pipsqueak voice of hers. Yeah. Uh, it, it just, she delivers this dialogue that does not work with her pipsqueak voice. Um, and maybe there's a way to make it work. I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I, I haven't really thought about what the right tone word choice wise is for her tone of voice, but it ain't this. Zoe
1: Stark gets an official debut after being in the dusty classic. Uh, she's okay. I think that finishing move, move is. I like a good GTS. Don't get me wrong. It's a little too clever by half with the flip and you can't do that with a certain size of woman. No, so she's only um, going to be able to do that with like the Casey cat Zarros of the world.
0: What I was thinking about is I thought the job girl did a tremendous job getting that finish over. Yeah. Uh yeah, so um to that point I think that that's an issue. I I mean, I thought Zoe Stark they did a they did a good job putting her over. She's got a she's got a good look. Um the ling, limb length is different. Um and that's cool. And it good half to it. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the finish, I agree. Two cute by half is a great way of putting it. it the flippy thing, like Nia yeah. Jackson ain't doing that.
1: Yeah, she's not lifting up like Shayna and doing that. Uh, it, it, it's going to be, you know, the tiny, you know, Aaliyah, Casey Catanzaro, maybe Kaden Carter. You can do it with them. You can, she's not going to be able to do that with Jesse Camilla even. So, no. yeah, that's going to be weird. Back to vengeance. In what was uh, a little bit of a disappointment, but still a good match, EO Shirai retained the NXT Women's Championship against Mercedes Martinez and Tony Storm. They went home early. They originally had 20 minutes, they went uh, home after 12. I oh. have not heard why, but uh, I think the table had a lot to do with it. That table falling apart, and they just went on with it because I think that was supposed to be a climax. Thought Mercedes was quite good in this match, thought Tony was good in this match, and EO's always fantastic. It just – it. there was just something about – it felt like there was half a match in there and that I didn't get the rightful conclusion in some ways, but I enjoyed it for what it was.
0: Yeah, I like, look, there were a lot of sequences in there that I thought were fine. I have not been able to fully sink my teeth into Mercedes Martinez's story. Not like – I'm familiar with her work, and she's good – Uh, But the story that they're trying to tell right now, I think it's fully formed. The Tony storm Mercedes heat. It was kind of rushed. I I just think they tried to get into this match too soon. Um, And to your point that you just brought up the, it was rushed. It was rushed in the buildup and then it was rushed in the execution and you felt the rush.
1: (laughs) Agree on all counts. And then finally, Speaking of rushed angles, this is what the aftermath of this feels like to me. But Finn Balor defeated Pete Dunne in a manly, manly match. Oh, uh, man. For the NXT yeah. Championship. What a, what a
0: match that was.
1: This was is, this is a little throwbacky. This is a little work the limbs, punch kick type stuff. I dug this, the big angle at the end, of course. Finn Balor comes to help after one and two uh, come out to try and beat up Finn. Adam Cole super kicks Finn Balor and then super kicks Kyle O'Reilly. The follow-up Wednesday, Adam Cole beats up Kyle Re- Kyle O'Reilly some more. I think this thing has l- had legs where you could have paused this out. Maybe Cole's just.
0: We're like four weeks into this story and we're like, uh, you know, one day removed from TakeOver. It, they, they went to way too many beats. Like, there should have been the beat where Balor was actually in the Undisputed Era. There should have been an episode of NXT where everyone in the new, newly formed, newly minted Undisputed Era is standing tall. And then, in week two, after we have the like truly minted new Undisputed Era, Cole suddenly betrays the whole thing. And it's oh, like, why, think- Adam, why?
1: I think even before that, there should have been a week where you're hanging out together and everybody's cool, but you can just see something's bothering Adam Cole, and Adam Cole just says something snarky about O'Reilly and Finn's relationship and how, you know, we didn't need him before when it was us, et cetera, et cetera, or something to that effect, or how his pride's hurt because Kyle O'Reilly's getting all these title chances or whatever it is. And then it builds from there. And then after the super kick on O'Reilly, Roddy needs to be conflicted here. Roddy, you don't know which way Roddy's going to go.
0: Roddy's and, motivations right now really suck, right? Well, like, Because like, Roddy
1: like, is, is always the guy who turns on people anyways because that's how he joined the Undisputed Era. You should look at him and go, okay, what's he going to do? Because you know, Roddy's always been kind of interested in Roddy versus being a member of the team, per se. You should have all that. And I thought the Finn accidental kick ruined that a little.
0: Yes. Because now now it's now it's like miscommunications or it's like partially it's either going to be baby faces who just can't quite get on the same page, which is not really intriguing. Or it's going to be Roddy turns on Finn because he thinks that Adam's his friend. Because now, the interesting of-
1: thing there, the interesting thing there, let me cut you off because I'm, I, I wanted to get to that too, is if Roddy sides with Adam Cole and Adam Cole is either a lone wolf or has taken Pat McAfee's money to run the Kings of NXT and we get a three way between O'Reilly, Roddy, and Adam, that would intrigue me. But I think we're just getting Adam and, and Roddy on their own, probably with Bobby Fish. I don't know if Fish is coming back for the angle or not. I don't know what his injury status is, but to me, the interesting thing is a three-way between the three members of the Undisputed Era.
0: Yes, I, I think I think there's some intrigue. Yeah, having you know, the actual members or the founding members kind of all square off. I think there's some intrigue in Fish coming back and betraying O'Reilly. Although I think people will see that coming from a mile away. Um, it's like almost too obvious. He comes back, oh, is, he, is he my friend? Uh, and of course, he's not. Uh, you know, Fish would have to cut the promo of his life like a Mark Henry in the salmon suit level promo Ooh. to get us to bite into the idea like Bobby Fish loves his friend Kyle O'Reilly, would never, ever betray him, and then betray him.
1: Or Bobby Fish teams with Roddy and hates both Cole and O'Reilly for doing this to their group when it was like, hey, this is our meal ticket. You know? And then Roddy has the additional thing of, hey, I turned on Pete Dunne to join you guys. And now Adam Cole's joining with Pete Dunne and, and one and two and Pat McAfee, who's ass he beat in war games and in a match. And yeah, there's, there's a lot of cool inching that could go here, but it just got rushed. I think it's going to be your basic. Yeah, the, uh, O'Reilly and Finn are going to take on everybody else. In some way, uh, and it's then eventually- so crazy to
0: me because this was really like the this is the big angle of the show for the last you know year plus this undisputed angle, this undisputed era thing. They really glued the show together with this. This is the rug that held the dude's room together, man. It's a valued beverage. <laughs> uh, let's let's
1: get through AEW and NXT UK real quick because I don't have a lot of notes. I only had like one note for each. Uh, AEW, that Serena Deeb match knocked me on my ass, dude. She was... This is what I want women's wrestling to be. She was a grappler in this match as opposed to doing the choreography. Now, look, I have... Again, I've been on record of this. I have a little bit of problem with mixing the Joshi types with the Serena D Britt Baker types because I think it confuses the tone Type of thing, like watching the Japanese tournament, which was unfortunate because the only people who won were people who had appeared in AEW before. And I get that. But watching this match uh, like it, I if Rio were not dressing in the frilly skirts and stuff like that, I'd take her a little bit more seriously. Serena Deeb was a monster in this match, and I loved it.
0: I continue to be just wowed by Serena Deeb. And her work at this point, um, because she was always she was, okay. She was fine. Yeah, you know? was okay. yeah, yeah. She, she was, was okay. okay. She was okay. Yeah, she was okay. But like, like she's great now. I, I mean, she she is she is a champion level wrestler. She she is w- one of the best active working wrestlers in any company right and now. And to I, think, it, WWE crazy to
1: only wanted her to be a trainer. Yes. That's what's ridiculous to me. It's a lot like the Sarah Del Rey story to me, because Sarah, Sarah Del Rey still had stuff to give, but she wasn't, quote-unquote, WWE material, whatever the hell that means, and I think we all know what that means. But, yeah, I she was she was like female. I won't go so far as to say female Kurt Angle, but her offense was tough. You know, I thought she sold the knee. Particularly well, even though she has she has a weird she has a legit injury to the knee, but she was selling that thing like I believe like she couldn't continue at one point because I've had my knee give out on me like that. And I was like that. That's how you walk. That's how you're doing it. If you have a torn ACL or something, I thought she had torn something at some point.
0: I, gonna, yeah. I liked, you know, the well one point where Riho briefly touches the knee and Deeb's like, let's go of the headlock immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, or maybe it's a courting hold. But like, yeah, I mean, she she she's like, go immediately. That's I, it's good stuff, man. She's very good.
1: Very good stuff. Uh my only other note we're getting Tully Blanchard in the ring in a six man with Marco. Like my dream's coming too true, Chris. I'm I'm hyped because I get a Tully Blanchard match, uh, okay. which I never All thought right. I'd see.
0: No, I I want to I want to be happy for you, but I I gotta tell you, Jeff, and and I'm telling you this as your friend, uh, that I don't know why I, I put a question mark on that. Um, uh, but I'm I'm telling you this. Uh, they're going to make this match stupid and gimmicky, and there is going to be lots and lots and lots of skittles in this I, match.
1: I agree. I get it. Tully's not going to do a moonsault. Maybe you never know. I mean, he's going to pile
0: drive Marco and Marco's going to tell the hell of it. All
1: I want, Chris, all I want is the broken neck pile driver spot. That's all I want. I want Marco in traction. I want Marco in a body cast. I want them to eventually like do comedy with the body cast where they're like rolling him down a hill and he falls in the ocean and he sinks. And he comes back next week. I want Marco Stunt's character to die in some way.
0: <laughs> you want him to be Kenny from South Park.
1: Yes. Yes. I want him to be Super Dave Osborne or whatever. I, I just, I, I. his presence angers me on screen, which if he were a heel would be fine, but he's a baby face. I want, I want. Five minutes with a leather strap. I want five minutes alone. I want something. But I especially want a pile driver on Mar- Marco's stunt, please. That's all I want for Christmas, AEW. Mookie, get on this.
0: I, I, and I continue to like uh, Jack Perry. I think Jack Perry's got a lot to offer. Luchasaurus, I, the gimmick's too self-aware and too... It's too ironic to really get this guy over and he's got chops, but I, you know, then the the mask reveal was unimpressive. I'll put it that way.
1: Was the FMW gimmick match earned?
0: Um, it did kind of feel like it was out of nowhere to be honest. Yeah.
1: I'm the same way. And you know, Kenny didn't bring the gravitas with the uh, gravitas. My Southern came out there. Gravitas. The Gravitas
0: ass is what keeps our butts <laughs> on the ground.
1: Oh, my my inner hick sometimes come out. Comes out. Me talk good one day. Uh yeah. I just yeah. I I still have problems with the Kenny character, but the Good uh, Brothers aren't helping.
0: So no, I, no. The the Bullet Club Good Brothers. I. Uh, <laughs> I have problems with the Kenny character as well. This is another angle that is too self. I mean, all the stupid joke with the TV. I- I'm sorry. It was good one week. But at a certain point, you're like some of these people on the internet who have exactly five jokes. And like, if you tell the TV joke over and over and over again, are you really that much better than the pl- person you're doing the jokes on.
1: The joke, and also it just the the hot and cold slash duality of man thing that Kenny's doing with the Bucks, and and uh, uh, Don Callis is is having the good brothers go out there and make sure that the, that nobody helps the young Bucks, but at the same time, you know, pretending like he's still a friend and kind of going the yes, 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 and then when Kenny turns away, he gets he gets angry or whatever, kind of playing that up. I, I'm just, it's a little too campy for me. I'm sorry. Uh,
0: yeah. There's the weird. Kenny is twisted in his emotional state over this, but he's not. And then like the other question here is what do callous and the good brothers want from the box? Like, what is the point of creating this phony baloney bullet club reunion? It's never been particularly clear to me. It's like they are, they're writing this from week to week and it it very much reeks of that.
1: NCUK, uh that Joe Coffee
0: uh Rampage Rashi Brown,
1: Brown. Rampage Brown, yeah. Rashi Brown is somebody else. That was a manly match right there.
0: Sure was. Um yeah, coffee
1: was slabs of beef slapping each other, throwing each other around. I was a little surprised at the end. I got to be honest with you. I did not expect him to win clean like that. It's an interesting choice in many, many ways, which I like. I like interesting choices, but I. uh and
0: I thought I the that thing that actually really gave Brown the most touch at the end of that stiff match was Coffee just recognizing that he'd been yes. beaten clean as a shit. Like that was good for coffee because it like, baby faced him. It does give us, of course, as the fans, the feel good moment of sportsmanship and tr- the tradition and all that crap. Um, but the other thing is, it gets over the idea of, like, you know, Rampage Brown's really formidable. Like he's got Joe Coffee's respect, and Joe Coffee's one of these guys where if he doesn't like you, he'll tell you. Um, so I thought they it, did a really good job with that.
1: It gets over their previous friendship that we've seen in the vignettes. It humbles Joe Coffee a little bit, who was just kind of blowing off Brown in said vignettes. It makes Brown a threat. It makes Joe coffee, a much more well-rounded character. In my opinion is that he's a guy who will get his butt kicked and admit, okay, I was wrong to blow you off. Here you go. It's, it's a, it's a welcome thing in professional wrestling to me to have that kind of death in a heel character, even though Gallus is a little bit tweenery because Imperium's always going to be kind of the big bad around there. But yeah, I, the rest of this show, you know, the, 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 the UK cup or what the Commonwealth cup or what, what do they call it?
0: Yeah. Heritage the heritage cup. cup,
1: heritage cup. Nothing for me. I don't care about Shay Sam. I gotta be honest. No,
0: I, I mean, did, did anyone really think that uh Shaw Samuels uh, had Shaw. a, yeah. I know. Well, you look at <laughs> it, you see Shay and yeah, no, I, I get it. I, no one thought that he had a chance of winning this match and they really gave it away when he got the arm lock on again and it was saved by the bell. But this is another one of these examples. At least it's a heel doing it onto a baby face, so you expect some heart. But if someone's, like, the master of the submission hold, you know, and they get a submission hold on early, you expect them to finish it out relatively quickly thereafter. And that's the one kind of hole that exists in this rounds format. I applaud them for trying something different. I think the three-minute section thing does a lot, but, like, at the end of the day... Does Shaw Samuels really need a 14-minute match? And I'd argue no, he doesn't.
1: I love Kaylee Ray. I love Mako Satamura. I did not like this press conference vignette at all. It, hit, it didn't hit one of the two notes that you need for a pro wrestling style thing here. Either you do it purely straight and you ask really good questions to both people, which these were not. This was how do you feel about fighting her? How do you think you, <laughs> you, know,
0: that... you said that you wanted to be the best? If you beat her, would that make you the best?
1: Yes. Or you need someone here really healing it up. And they don't want to do that with Kaylee Ray because she's kind of doing a quasi-face turn here. And they don't want to do this with the final boss Mako Satamura because she has such a presence there and her presence is fantastic, but she should be Dolph Lundgren in Rocky four. I think she, I came here to win. I must break Kaylee Ray.
0: You you are a little girl and I'm here to disabuse you of your fantasy of being the best. You're not, no, at some point she should have turned on Kaylee Ray and it doesn't have to be a forever heel turn. Right? No. Like, this can just be a heel turn going into the match. But if you're going to have Kelly Ray, who's on a quasi face turn, and I think, you know, it's. It, I think she's turning face ultimately. So, like, I, I, if, if you have her on this trajectory, you need Mako to at least go heel for the context of this match. And at the end, she can go just like Joe Coffey did with Rampage Brown and shake hands. You um, know what it is?
1: It's Asuka when she first came to NXT. Yeah. When she entered into the program with Bailey. You knew she, she was healing it up quite a bit. She was a badass, but you knew everybody was going to like her because she's such a badass and, and had such a vicious offensing. Mako of Santa Mara should come in and go, all these other women you've wrestled in NXT UK are nothing compared to me. That's not dissing them. I am on a whole nother level. You saw me and she could throw back to the, to making, was it the, uh, wasn't the finals of the Mae Young, but it was the, it was the final four. Watch that on the network. Look at what I can do to people. Look at what I did to big names in this business in that tournament. I am going to run through you like a hot knife through butter and there's nothing you can do about it. And Kaylee's personal pride then can react to that stuff. Yeah. This, this to me was dull and that's the biggest mistake yes. to do with one of these things.
0: No. And, and it's so weird. Cause normally Kaylee Ray has not quite Becky Lynch level swagger, but like close and oh, I'd has say even like-
1: better when she's evil, when she's bad and she has the swagger, you believe she's a bad woman.
0: Yes. And, and here, I mean, again, you're trying to get her over as a baby face and wine to be so the best. I'm
1: honored to fight her. And, you know, I know. Where's such the weird in this business?
0: Becky Lynch? Like I'm going to crush history. Like you're a statue and I'm going to break you. Uh I, I mean, that that's, My thing I want Mako talking about how she's history and I'd want Kaylee Ray talking about how she's going to tear down history and erase it and put her own name in the books. She should Um, be Randy
1: Orton here. She said, I'm going to kill the legend and I'm going to make my own here.
0: uh, uh, Option B have them both quote unquote, go heel on each other and just build a friggin' fight.
1: Yes. Build the hate, build the professional courtesy and make it all a facade. And then they just start taking little digs at each other. Like Kaylee Ray goes, "Well, you know, she's a lot older than she used to be when she was at her peak."
0: You I know? loved you on Nitro.
1: I loved you on Nitro. Yeah, do that. Come on, bring it on. That uh, go,
0: that, that just... was in color, right, Mako? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Gosh, that's all I want. Build the fight. That's all they had to do here, and they couldn't do that. And it just—I I swear to God—I think Ginny was one of the reporters. Uh, and maybe Piper Niven was another one, which also didn't help.
0: Joseph Connors has long been noted as a high-quality journalist. Oh, dear Lord! Don't,
1: don't no, we're not that—that that, that never happened, and it's not to do this. Uh. <laughs> but that's all I have for NXT UK. Uh, I, ben Carter had a pretty good match. He's gonna be. Uh,
0: yeah, Ben Carter. I, I think he's a he's a pretty good guy. Uh, I Josh Morrell, real fun pairing for Ben Carter. Josh yeah. Morrell continues to be. I think it's a great, it's a great role for this guy to be getting TV time in. Mm-hmm. Um, Another weird observation. He has a really great haircut for being a mid-level up-and-comer jobber because he'll eventually become a fully formed product, at which point he'll either cut his hair shorter or his hair will have grown out longer so that he's like a actual long hair wrestler dude. Like yeah, he's so got, you, you, he's you got can, the you, weird mid range hair thing. That's it's transitional. just
1: long enough to sell. The selling is what it yes. is right
0: now. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's almost like if mullets were back in style. Almost. Uh, yeah. Uh, your girl, any, any thoughts on your girl, Nina Samuels? Um, in this feud? I, like if she I, wins Zaya Brookside is going to be her Chuck Taylor for a month.
0: I I feel like that's what has to happen, right? Like I I don't because the alternative was what Nina Samuels has to. What what what's the stipulation if she loses?
1: Get give up the first quarter of her paycheck, like Matt Hardy.
0: Uh, t- a hot <laughs> a hot angle that is. God, who who can't sink their teeth into that one?
1: I would assume that maybe Zaya pulls a uh, oh, you didn't read the fine print if you lose, you have to be my valet for thirty days, and comedy ensues that
0: okay work. I could yeah, I mean yeah i I don't have any thoughts I just this is a stupid angle uh it's gone on for a really long time, and i don't I don't think Zaya Brookside is really benefiting from this no I, I mean no i I mean that she big, should be like, pushed
1: to the moon and she's not benefiting from
0: this. No, uh, yeah, she should be going up against like a Mako Satomura or whatever. And yeah, she b- I, should be
1: getting built right now for Mako because Mako should beat Kaylee Ray. So I, I, I guess
0: I guess my prediction then is that she beats Nina Samuels because I'm assuming I like I just I, I don't know maybe they do keep her in this infinity loop with Nina Samuels, but I, I assume that she does need to move on.
1: Chris, I just want someone to root for. A nice, pure baby face. And that brings us to the main roster and this ridiculous SmackDown tonight. Raw was... There's nothing on Raw that I really want to bring up, to be honest with you, other than speculating once we get to the EC preview. But this SmackDown... Everybody's a little bit heelish. Except Daniel Bryan, and even Daniel Bryan's a little heelish. I mean, we had... Let me get this straight. Okay, we had Ray and Dominic winning by cheating for the past few weeks, and then they get in there with Otis and Chad Gable, and now Otis is a heel, but remember, we turned Tucker heel to make Otis a better baby face, but now we're going to turn Otis heel because we decided to bail out on that story. Big E is kind of a douchebag. I hate to say that. I know that they're trying something with his uber-confident showing his personality, type thing, but he did the wrestling equivalent of cock blocking to, 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 uh, he
0: brings out his own couch so that he can sit, he can sit on it to make fun of Apollo. And in, during this time he is wearing neon colored, bright, ostentatious clothing. He's got no shoes on. And if it was the 1980s and I described all of these things, you'd think I was talking about a heel.
1: He's clowning him is what he's doing. He's eating yeah. a TV dinner on his couch with bare feet because, oh, he doesn't deserve this. And he's getting involved in the guy's feud with Nakamura. And he's not doing it because he's doing the right thing. He's doing it because he doesn't like Apollo Crews anymore. And that just doesn't make sense either. It's not like, no, Apollo, I'm not going to allow you to do this. You, you're, you know, get over it,
0: man. Stop, yeah, you're not going to get warning. a rematch. Yeah. I mean that's the that's the weirdest thing is Biggie's the champion here and he's trolling Apollo that Apollo can't get a rematch with with Biggie which I mean it makes reasonable sense motivationally speaking why Apollo would want to continue to chase Any title, uh, especially like this mid-card Intercontinental Championship, he thinks he's got a right to. And also, like, it makes sense why Apollo would start to really hate Big E. Yes, he kind of took, you know, the wrong way to get there initially, but Big E is goading him on. Mm -hmm.
1: We have Sasha and Bianca just acting. (laughs) I hate this, Chris. You can't root for either of them because they, they are so snarky to one another and so passive-aggressive. And, and, it, and it, you know, Sasha's coming off worse. That's the problem. She was a big star when she got the title, and now she's acting petulant with the, with the snarky laugh and everything.
0: But what then also sp- Bianca's gimmick with the EST thing, mm-hmm. it, it implies a false sense of superiority, and I thought when... Naya and Shayna were doing their promo, which is a scripted promo. They're just saying the lines they're supposed to be saying here. But when they're talking about, like, do you really think Bianca is tougher than me? I'm like, oh, yeah, I, no, I don't actually think that Bianca is tougher than Shayna oh, Baszler. Oh, but this, yeah, it, these yeah. promo,
1: look, <laughs> I'll get to one part in a second, but just the start of that with Naya and Shayna trying to fit through the door.
0: That no, and doing that gag multiple times, Jeff, just to make sure that we understood that, that, like,
1: fat, yeah, that
0: she's fat, and then and then to put over later on that she's the hot one again to kind of get over that she's fat. Um, no, it's
1: you get Reginald involved in this. This is weird. You get Aunt Pam, who (laughs) the ridiculous turtleneck with the cleavage and the midriff cut out, but the turtleneck intact.
0: So weird, right? I am
1: here for this unrepentant stupidity, but I have my limits, WWE. <laughs> I do. Her insistence on everybody using the door killed me. Her having to wrestle in street clothes was ridiculous in many ways.
0: And her the the, the door Cole. thing is only funny... Because Bailey, like, really gets upset about it. Where it's yes. like, you store, you idiot. Like, like, it's
1: that. I love Bailey, but don't kill her. Please don't kill her. I, for me. Yeah.
0: I mean, there's that. And, like, no, I mean, so many of these things don't make sense. So, like, why so Why does she book Naya and Shayna? And then, like, for example, why does Bailey only bring out the one chair for Naya and Shayna? Like, to, to what end for that? There's just like, th- there were. Half and quarter jokes stacked on top of half and quarter jokes and no real kind of thinking about like how one thing interacts with the next thing. And yeah, I thought everyone involved in this segment from Bailey and Sasha, whose entire feud felt really trivialized during the course of this dialogue to Naya and Shayna, where I guess Shayna, we got over that she's tough, but we got over that Shayna's tough at the expense of Bianca Belair, who's supposed to be the toughest, and we sort of poked a hole in that. Nia Jax is supposed to be a monster heel, um, and we did not one, but, I well, you know, you did one fat joke with the door twice, so I guess I'll count that as just one, but we did two different fat jokes with Nia Jax, and then we have uh, Sammy Mollier, uh, intergender <laughs> gender astronaut. Uh, exploring the new frontiers of intergender wrestling, not since Joey Ryan has there been such a pioneer. Um, Sammy Mollier comes out and then pins Nia Jax, who's supposed to be the monster heel. So Without I'm not doing really a move,
1: sh- he's not allowed to, to to do a move on the women. You'll notice this, because this, yes, is, this yeah. is main roster edict is that if you have any kind of, So he's doing these ridiculous flips, and even Corey Graves goes... I don't understand the logic of that, but it looked impressive. <laughs> it, it's it's and and then the uh, and then the aftermath with Carmella. At least Carmella was smart. And goes, do you not think I was watching what was going on this entire time? Well, you, can <laughs> you really it's...
0: blame can you blame Sammy though? Because half the time it, on this show, people have no idea what's going on out in the ring. So this time, Carmella knows about it. And all she's been doing, is, I, as far as I can tell, is staring at herself in the mirror.
1: Sammy is smitten with Sasha Banks, and there is no more natural feeling in the world to be smitten by a gorgeous woman like Sasha Banks. I understand, uh, you, you know, when you, <laughs> it's a very middle school vibe when you're trying to impress the pretty girl in the class by doing weird things to get attention. I understand this. I'm for this, but don't bring Carmella merlot or whatever <laughs> what? <laughs> she's not drinking any merlot uh you still have a job to do as a sommelier and uh and you should do it but
0: being a wa- sommelier is a, a time-honored tradition um, <laughs> you are
1: like a boxed franzia and naya jack gets angry over this <laughs> uh, the,
0: the <laughs> other thing is the accent the accent is horrible
1: oh, oh it's terrible it, but i it's like it's so bad i like that it, i like that it's terrible That's the problem. Because I'm a man who can't do accents all that well. So I appreciate
0: it. I I think. It's a commitment
1: to the bit, Chris. Come on. you got to love
0: that. that I do. I do. Uh, As a man who mangles the accents of politicians on a regular basis over it, don't worry about the government. I I do appreciate that. Uh, But like tonight, he said so many words. And he was clearly slipping out of the French patois. I
1: I am the Frenchman. Yeah. What he needs to do is what he needs to do is really play. I was like, I am. How do you say? You should do. How do you say?
0: Oh, oh! You mean like uh, <laughs> like uh, Alec Baldwin's wife with uh, asparagus yes. or whatever?
1: <laughs> how do you say zucchini? Haloria,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Invoke a little Hilaria in his performance. I'm into how it. How
1: you Americans say this? Uh, franzia. The, uh, the bottles and the James thing. Wine Cooler. What do you say? I,
0: I had I I got one story. I had someone give me no English the other day when I was looking for this orange cat. I I went up to him and I was like, "Hey, have you seen the orange cat?" And he looks at me and then he goes, "No English." I'm like, "You know what orange cat means? Bullshit." Anyways, let's I pretended
1: go. I pretended not to understand English when I was hit up for
0: money. What? I, that would be th- I, was, I wasn't hitting him up for an orange cat. I don't want to no, give you one. No, 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 no. no. But
1: but but no. I'm just giving you an example. I've pretended that I can't speak English before, and I pulled it off, which was amazing in so many ways.
0: I, almo- <laughs> I almost like tried to butcher Spanish, like uh, puedes leer un gato en the wrong or whatever. Like I, I was like threw it back. At me, like really, we're gonna go orange cat. We have no clue. Come on.
1: Yeah, uh, was there anything on raw you wanted to bring up? No, raw sucked. I, yes, I got I nothing agree. I got
0: nothing on raw, man.
1: All right then, we will end it with our elimination chamber preview as of post time. There are only Oh, well, no, they put them they put this match back in on the Wikipedia. Okay. For some re- they put Oscar versus Lacey Evans back on the Wikipedia for some reason, which is interesting.
0: So, uh, Maybe Peyton we... Royce takes the spot. Yeah, I, I sure. totally, I totally brain farted on this, but Peyton Royce would be a good person to take the spot and just kind of take over this whole angle. Peyton's
1: spot during that entire promo thing was
0: interesting. Sure was. It? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I... <laughs> She's dead because she did a terrible entrance once and now they won't forgive her for it right now. So they're making him go through this. Uh, you know, Billy Kay. Oh that my God, she's Kay been. She got
0: goobered. She got goobered though. Like the she whole. She came out as a
1: cat, and there was no reason for that tag match between because nobody cares about Tamina and Natty as I, a killer. This, this, and this the this young squad, Tamina,
0: she's an up and comer. I'm glad that we got over her offense.
1: And the Riot Squad is the only legit team in the division, and they get beat all the time. So, I, you know, I just don't understand what they're doing with this women's tag thing. But. I,
0: I don't get it. I, I don't get why you beat the riot Squad, especially to Natty and Tamina, because, like, Natty and Tamina are the two people that you beat on a regular basis, especially heel Natty. Like, heel Natty, I mean, they beat her all the time.
1: We will start with the WWE Raw Women's Championship, Asuka versus Lacey Evans. I think I've made my call. I think the easy call here is it's going to be Charlotte, probably with Rick and probably helping her win the title. Cause I think they're just going to move Rick over to Charlotte now and try and fuse that again. And hopefully then Rhea comes in and, and challenges Charlotte. But I could also see this being re-debut of Rhea as part of the raw roster going in there against Asuka, but I don't know if she wins. I think she should probably. And you know, I think Asuka has been a great champ and it might be time to drop the belt after almost a year, but, uh, what do you have for this Raw Women? Who's the Raw Women's Championship when it's all said and done, Chris?
0: I, I'm going to say Oscar retains. I'm going to stick with my prediction of uh, we insert Peyton Royce into this angle.
1: I am. I'm fine. I, I like Peyton. I, yeah. Okay. Uh, WWE Women's Tag Team Titles are on the line. Nia Jackson, and Shayna Baszler taking on Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Chris was Wednesday all a swerve, and we're gonna have Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair visiting NXT. Or is something else gonna happen? I'm gonna call my shot. I think Sasha Banks walks out on Bianca, and that starts the the build for WrestleMania.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I think we have been kind of establishing that Sasha's gonna be the heel in their match, and that we're gonna try to make Bianca at Mania at least it's a tentative plan right now who knows plans change going into the mania weekend sometimes um people lose who should win but i'm with you i don't think they win the titles i don't think they're doing that arc with them cuz i do think that what we saw with Naya and Shayna um and Raquel Gonzalez and everything i i think that that's where we're going over there on NXT
1: Bobby Lashley with the injured MVP, at least from what I saw. That that knee shot, I thought he had torn his at least a patella or ACL. Have not heard an update on him yet. So that might be something. Did you see that injury on Monday? I
0: did see that injury. Yeah. I mean, you know, here's the thing with knees, though. It's like sometimes you can tweak something and it Mm -hmm. looks really bad. And then like a day later, you're like, I'm not sure what that was. And I didn't like the way it felt, but I feel okay-ish now.
1: This card is somewhat subject to possibly change because Keith Lee may be out with a medical issue or COVID. Don't know. Haven't heard anything official, but he's scheduled to be in it. He was not on Raw this past week, and Matt Riddle is scheduled to be in here. Who retains? (laughs) Who retains? Well, Well, well. (laughs) the only person with the title retains, dummy. Uh, Does Bobby Lashley retain?
0: I'm going to say yes. I, I feel like the triple threat match is often a vehicle for a heel retention without really beating either babyface. And while I think they like Keith Lee, uh, and I think they do you know, want to do bigger and better things with Keith Lee, I don't think they want to do bigger and better things with him prior to Mania season. And Vince loves Bobby Lashley. And, and unlike some of the other people Vince has liked through the years, Bobby Lashley is deserving of the fondness. He's actually good. Um and I don't I don't think Vince likes Riddle.
1: He's my favorite character on Raw right now because he's such a badass. And he wears a suit well, but he's a badass, and I like badasses in wrestling. I want. Yeah,
0: more of I still just remember that really great run of his in TNA around mm-hmm. 2013, and I and like I've ever since then I've completely changed my tune on this dude. Where I'm like, he's got the bot. The only thing he doesn't have is the promo, but like he's got the in ring work and he's got the look. Uh, yeah, no, I like Lashley a lot.
1: For the WWE Universal Championship match later in the night. Jey Uso versus Kevin Owens versus King Corbin versus Sami Zayn versus Cesaro versus Daniel Bryan. There's only one winner here, and it has to be Kevin Owens, right? I I toyed with the thought maybe Jey Uso wins this and then Roman destroys him to show that he has no loyalties. But I think it has to be another KO wins this title. Uso probably beats him up. So he's injured for the match and the match happens right afterwards. Spear one, two, three. I think that's what happens here. Don't you?
0: Yeah, that's, that's a good one. Uh, I was, I was leaning towards Daniel Bryan, but a similar situation where it's like, we then beat down Daniel Bryan and you know,
1: I think the problem with Daniel Bryan winning is that they really don't want to overshadow the edge. Roman reigns build here. And I think that would turn off a lot of people to have him get beat by Roman Reigns. Don't One of the
0: funnier moments on SmackDown commentary tonight was when Edge really spilled the beads that he will not be facing <laughs> off against Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. It was like, that'd be a great match to happen someday. Man. Like, dot, you know, dot, 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 dot. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah uh, this is obviously going to try and get more heat on Roman. So I think the guy to get more heat on is, as much as I like Sami Zayn as a knucklehead, Kevin Owens getting...
0: They Oh, they, you know what? You know what? This could be another Jey Uso wins thing, though. Jey Uso knuckles through this, and then we get a skitlet where Roman, like, abuses Jey Uso a whole bunch.
1: Or finger poke of doom. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but, like, I think we'll see Jey Uso not... Jay Uso wins the match. He works his ass off to win the match. He, Roman comes down, and Roman, once again, erases all of his in-ring accomplishments and expects Jay Uso to, like, eat the shit sandwich. And he does, but he hates it.
1: I got KO winning this and probably Edge making the save after the title match. I think that's going to be the natural thing, and he declares for WrestleMania... Any points, and we forget about this Kevin Owens story, and we move on to Old Man Edge, who is moving a bit slow tonight. I thought, but uh, that's you know on this age.
0: day <laughs> he moves slowly. Oh, dear. <clears throat>
1: All right, and for on the other side for the WWE Championship, a little bit of a lineup change from Monday: Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles versus Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton versus Sheamus. Versus Kofi Kingston in the Elimination Chamber.
0: What year is it?
1: It's 2013, I
0: think. Okay. Miz sounds drops, like a hot angle.
1: Miz drops out. Kofi wins a match against. Uh, yeah, yeah. Kofi Kingston wins his way into the elimination uh, Elimination Chamber. Hurts his knee. Chris, is Kofi gonna be staying in this match?
0: Oh, and we replace Kofi with someone else. Yes. Ooh, I'm into that. And you know what? I would. Cause well, I because I have
1: probably... four. I have four people. It could be. So continue. Okay.
0: All right, all right. I was almost gonna say I think that person wins, but then I keep going like, no, nah, they're building like Sheamus and McIntyre, but but him with your four people, maybe that'll change my mind.
1: Now the four people who are who could replace Kofi Kingston in this match by hook or by crook, have all been logically set up in some way. Well, three of them have. Uh, one of them has not. I just think of three people. Let me think. Two. Okay. Anywho. The first one is Mustafa Ali taking the place that Kofi took for him in that elimination chamber to go through it. But if, if, if Mustafa Ali is in this match, he's getting run through. He's gonna, yeah, he's yeah. not
0: he's not winning, and that's all just a setup for the Kofi and Mustafa Ali match at Mania.
1: Second is a wild card, way off the board that probably won't happen, but I think would be a hell of an idea. Bobby Lashley loses the Intercontinental or loses the uh, yeah loses the United States title early in the night. Gets mad about it, kills Kofi, takes his place in the in the uh, in the chamber.
0: I'm into that. I'm, I'm, I'm pro that. Uh, And look, I'm pro Lashley and McIntyre as your man. I met in WrestleMania. Like that's a great, let's say,
1: let's say he loses by riddle pinning Keith Lee. So he never lost the title. Really? He gets mad about, and he gets elevated by getting put in the elimination chamber. I'm for that. I think that gets him out of the mid card feud into the main event feud. Third, another one. No one's talked about yet, but a possibility Brock Lesnar returns for some reason as a former WWE champion well, to an empty, to a fairly empty arena.
0: <laughs> yeah, I yeah. don't see
1: this happening,
0: but I don't see this happen here. Here's the other problem. I think Brock's return is going to be as a baby face and it's going to be against Roman and Brock's going to come back. Uh, Paul Heyman talking and correcting uh, commentary tonight that he is not uh, that Le- or that Roman Reigns is not his client that he works for Roman Reigns like that inversion of the power dynamic or whatever my client Brock Lesnar only he you know now I represent the tribal chief oh I think that sets up a very natural dynamic between Roman and Brock eventually
1: I have a fifth one too so that I'm going to add at the end of this but it's it's a little bit also off the beaten path but it makes sense okay fourth one Set up a little bit on Raw on Monday. Braun Strowman decides Kofi's too weak to perform. He's kind of been been a little heelish. He threatened violence on Shane McMahon and causing havoc if he didn't get his way. Braun Strowman gets added into the elimination chamber.
0: That'd be interesting. That'd be interesting. He did. He threatened. uh, He threatened Adam Pierce. That too. Yeah. And the fifth option,
1: Kofi gets into the pod. He's grabbing his knee. He's acting hurt. The lights go out. Kofi disappears. And the fiend is put into the elimination chamber to take Randy Orton out.
0: Okay. I'll give you a sixth option. Shane McMahon inserts himself (laughs) into the elimination chamber and wins it.
1: All right. Anywho. Any of those possibilities for your pick can happen. I'm just laying that out there. Okay. I'm also laying out the possibility that at the end of the night here, while Drew McIntyre retains the championship in the Elimination Chamber, that the person he last beats, perhaps Sheamus, ends up giving him an extra brogue kick or an RKO, and then Miz comes down to take the glory, one, two, three, and you have both Sheamus and Drew McIntyre chasing Miz for the next pay-per-view and that helps build the the Drew Sheamus feud by way of Miz.
0: Is the next think, pay-per-view WrestleMania?
1: No, there's one in March.
0: There's oh my there's God. A, there's
1: an er, one in early March before WrestleMania. So we have then that way we get the briefcase off of Miz before a year end because I believe Money in the Bank comes very soon after WrestleMania. Don't, I thought the date was moved at one point, but don't get me wrong But you have that as an option, too, in all these. So having all those said, I will give my pick while you think about this and marinate a bit. I do think Kofi Kingston is taken out by Mustafa Ali. I think that's going to happen, and I think Mustafa Ali is going to have every finisher put on him and going to get jobbed out like a geek in this match. I think Drew McIntyre does retain the title in the actual match itself. And I do believe Miz is going to be a transitional champion at the end of the night. And then Sheamus will probably beat Miz for the title at some point. And then it's going to be Drew facing Sheamus at WrestleMania to be coronated yet again.
0: Go for it. I don't think Miz wins the title. I'm okay. gonna shoot my shot on this. That's my Miz, weakest
1: that's my weakest part of my whole theory. And I I agree think
0: I think he has a blown cash in. I think he goes sandow on it. Especially given that it I mean the only thing that makes me get take pause is he goes second time's the charm and he might do all that heelish stuff, but I think it's just as likely as that he gets the briefcase twice and blows it twice. Cause him and Morrison are presented as boobs.
1: See, I was angry that they took him out of the match because the, the, the logic didn't fit. Because to me, yeah, you can avoid getting hurt and you'd call your shot at any time, but you also get a mulligan. And I thought for certain, okay, Miz loses in the chamber, then cashes in for another shot, and then loses it again. I thought that was for certain going to be the move here. But yeah, no, I, I can see them having him be the goof. And not getting the title. I can see. Well,
0: especially with the whole he's a master strategist thing that they were teasing.
1: Yeah. And they don't have that guy. They have Corbin to kick around who did that still. But, you know, having a guy in each brand that you can say you blew it, you know, it opens up for the Vince type of promos. But please continue your thinking.
0: No, that's it. Uh, I mean, do do I need uh, who wins? Who wins? I think McIntyre wins. I think he hangs on. I think he's going to go into Mania against Sheamus. I think that that's the angle. Um, they haven't gotten to the end of this Sheamus storyline. And you and I
1: agree with that. You and I agree yeah. that it's going to be Drew and Sheamus in, yeah. The, in, in Mania. Yeah, Mania.
0: Just- so I just, I mean, they might, they might dipsy doodle and add someone else in at this upcoming pay-per-view. It could also be, Miz could also decide on the Raw after this that he wants to cash in at the pay-per-view. And, like, that's the rib of him not being a master strategist.
1: Or he that, could like, cash in and go, I want to be the main event at WrestleMania, and he becomes the third wheel. <laughs> Drew and Sheamus.
0: Yeah, yeah, that could be it. too. <laughs> that would or be terrible.
1: Joker. That would be dreadful for him to do no, that. No, I,
0: I mean, well, God, Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, mismatch is already giving me... Uh, the wrong type of goosebumps, the goosebumps of absolute abject horror. Uh, but the only benefit of that is maybe they do a match and that's less of a match and more of a skitlet. Uh, they just uh, do, you know, a few Claymore kicks and go home sort of thing.
1: It's going to do it for us. You can follow me at crapgame Game 13. You can follow Chris at DWATG. You can follow the show at Shake Them Ropes, all one word. If you are on Clubhouse, you can follow me at Jeff Hawk. I'm trying out Clubhouse. I don't know how long I'll be there. I may start a Voices of Wrestling channel, just to see what happens, but uh, who knows? I'm still uncertain about it a bit. Uh, you can, uh, please subscribe to all the Voices of Wrestling shows. We are a proud member of the Voices of Wrestling Network. A flagship with Rich and Joe, of course, being our big seller out here, but also us and everything elite with that crew over there and Andrew Rich over on Music of the Bat and John over at Wrestling Omakaze, whatever your finish. My, in my other is.
0: show, uh, Jackalope Nation, which I checked the feeds <laughs> yet again. I, it seems like Lanza and Rich aren't posting these. I, well, I don't they know. To, they
1: told me they'd post it as I, soon as you got high I, wattage back up and running.
0: I send you these these files. I give the update every week on Retribution. What's what's the ins? <laughs> what's the outs? The rumors. I get. I get all the dirt. Um, you know, I I'm if you want updates on Mace and T bar I want an
1: update on
0: Reckoning on Reckoning versus
1: r- versus Xavier Woods. What's going to happen with that?
0: I you know, you will have to tune in to Jackalope Nation which should be on the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network but they won't put it on the feed. Thank you very much. Um, and you also won't change your name at least on air to uh Slap Jackkins. So, (laughs) or I'm sorry, Jack Slapkins.
1: Chris, plug Don't Worry About the Government.
0: Don't Worry About the Government is another show. And uh, because it is liberated from the tyranny that is Jack Slapkins and uh, Rich Kreich and Joe Lanza, it gets out to the people, unlike Jackalope Nation. You can find that over at dontworry.tv. Uh, you can find me at DWATG, and if you want to support the show, you can go over to patreon.com slash DWATG, and you can get the video version of the show for uh, just a buck a show uh, for supporting the show. So go and do that, and if you want to check out the YouTube channel too and want to see what like video versions of the show are, I am now putting up the shows like a month back and older. So like, you know, there'll be like four, six, eight weeks old episodes. But if you ever want to just see like what it looks like to see a video version of it, you can do that now by going to YouTube and searching for, don't worry about the government.
1: And Bobo, the wonder monkey says, "ITRM next week goes to the moon.